Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is finally that time of the week. This is the weekly premiere of The Ryan Show FM starring the one and only Hamptons Dave. That's right, there's been a lot of socialites to grace this planet Earth of ours, but only one gets his lit and can maintain his composure the way that Hamptons Dave does. And alongside of Hamptons Dave, born almost on the same day as a hip-hop icon, a man who is always wearing his shades, a man who is the definition of cool. When you think of cool, you think of Mr. Cheeks, a man who is laid back and gives literally no you-know-what. After all, this is you SMA. know I'm over here chilling. Yo, 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 Z Band, real quick, real quick, real quick. Sneakers, sneakers, do it. Z Band's in the building. Oh no, wait, are we getting the appearance? There he is. Oh, the do it. The do it. Young Z Band's has made his first appearance. Only his essence, because I don't think that he's going to be heard, but he has been seen officially on the Ryan Show FM. Young Z Band's, check him out. His music is fire. And it's different. It's a different type of music than Mr. Cheeks. But after all, hey, it's a, it's a whole new generation. Hell so he's yeah. creating some new waves. That Kelly family Nobody legacy knows. is carrying on. But yeah, it is good to be here. Happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody. I know everybody's probably focused on what's going on with the presidency and who knows what's happening right now. After all, this is being recorded on Monday. A lot can change in a few days here in this country, as everybody knows living here. That being said, happy Martin Luther King Day. A great man indeed. I spent a lot of time today reading about Martin Luther King. I watched a few documentaries. I watched a few speeches. And he really was an incredible guy. Have you guys really sat down and studied the life of Martin Luther King Jr.? That's... You'd better be reading that stuff. You're going to get punished by the missus. I know. No, it's just, you know, the just we'll like have a dream, baby. you see the crowds that he's speaking to and the way he moved people, you know, just like the leadership factor. It's something else. And it's yeah, just more people at his crowd than Trump had in his one of the most incredible, incredible. He shouldn't even guy. be saying the same sentences. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is like a villain. Martin Luther King yeah. knew he was going to die. People around him were dying. Social rights activists back then were literally murdered all the time, black and white people down south. I mean, crazy, crazy stories if you really do the digging. Martin Luther King was an incredible dude. I would even say a top five American in history for the impact that he had to improve the citizens' lives around the country and to make us better people as a country. And, uh, and people deserve to take the time to look into the guy. Because that's one thing I've, I've kind of failed to do. I remember when we were kids, we were taught a little bit about Martin Luther King, but I never really sat and studied the history. So what he did and, and the, the work that he did, not only in Washington, but in Chicago and for years and years, and the changes that he brought about and how he still kept his composure, incredibly admirable. So anybody out there that's listening, go watch the documentary. Go do a little bit of research and read what the, what the country was like literally 60 years ago. I don't know if anybody's actually sat and read Jim Crow laws, which actually existed in the South. And there's like a, a website that I went to today that details all of the different restrictions. So for a guy to step up and lead a movement that he did, it still needs to be. Yeah. I mean, instead of everybody looking at stupid videos on your Instagram today, maybe you should pull out your phones and do a little bit of research on a guy and an incredible movement, which, and, and looking at some of these speeches too, guys, the fact that a lot of it still exists today and you can still see yeah. it, 
It really is just mind blowing. Speeches. Go back and read the speeches too. Listen to it's just you know obviously you could study his life and you know Run. it's amazing the changes that he made. Yeah. But like to read the speeches and then you watch yeah. them and how powerful and moving they are. Such a great speechwriter and his delivery. I mean, as a linguist, is there anybody that's able to move a crowd? Talk about an MC. Yeah, and like as like a public speaker, it's just yeah, it's amazing. Incredible, Some of the best fact, speeches ever. The my favorite Martin Luther King speech after listening to a few today, and you know, hearing the ones that you do when you're a kid. But the other America was an incredibly moving speech, and still resonates today. A lot of the same things that he's speaking about in this speech could still be spoken of today and you know we have come a long way but there's still a long way to go so that's all and it's good that we do bring awareness and speak about it because people just don't want to be uncomfortable we live in a day and age where we can watch kitten videos and watch goofy ass videos whatever it is we want hood news i'm guilty i watch my hood news but in reality we should be learning about things that might be a little uncomfortable that will with the type of knowledge that you uh, attain with that will help better mankind so you know, I know, look, we try to be a comedy show. We do our best attempt at it, but it is good sometimes that we, we keep it real here. So happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody. Swallow you, Ryan. Swallow you, Ryan. The raw boogie. Just the, ra- the, way you, the, ride, the way you the said ride. everything I would never say. That was hard. <laughs> That's well, the ride do it. Well, on that note, we have a, a great night ahead of us to celebrate MLK Day. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something, man. Like I tell everybody I know around me, man. My white friends don't know them white people. You know what I'm saying? Nah. That was the f- man. My family is us, man. We don't see no color, man. We just do what we do. We are what we are. We motherfucking good and evil, nigga. And good and bad. We are the good ones that make it happen any which way you want. We might be a little bit bitter. I might be a whole ass or an asshole. But I'm a whole, whole baby. That's it. <laughs> you do, we know we all, we really all do our best, and and that's uh, and that's really all we can do is just uh, is love, and you know, it really it's and that's what Martin Luther King would preach is love. I mean, look what happens when you take a wolf and you love it; it becomes a dog. When you take an animal and you just shower it with love, even if it's a lion or if it's a tiger or a bear, yeah, they might turn on you and eat off your private parts when they get a chance or whatever it is they do. I know it sounds crazy, but that, that is what they do. But if you give anybody enough love, it'll probably make them a nicer individual or animal or whatever it is. So that's it. Spread love, baby. That's what it all comes down to. But on that note, I think it's time to get going. We got that's DJ Honky Wonky you hear the on the ones and twos. Yes. Oh. Happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody. We got Ari Spears coming in. We got Drez of Black Sheep coming in. And we've got the young 917 Streets. Or what is it? Not... 917 Racks Racks coming in And we have returned This is the Ryan Show FM DJ Honky Wonky On the ones and twos as per norm Hamptons Dave Socialite of New York City Formerly of the Hamptons Now of Brooklyn Some call him Brooklyn Dave Some call him Hoggish Greedsley In homage to the villain in Captain Planet Also on the mic is the one and only Mr. Cheeks And it's an honor to say that L's up, Mr. Cheeks. We do have one of my favorite comedians. I've been watching this dude since I was in third grade, fourth grade, staying up until 10 o'clock so I could sneak downstairs into the basement and watch Man TV. This guy shaped my sixth sense of humor. His impressions are second to none, and it is, uh, once again, with great honor that I introduce the one and only Ari Spears. 
to what the up, Ryan baby? Show FM. What's up, brother man? How are you? Good man. Before okay. we get what up, what up, what up, what up? Before we get started, let me let me pay homage to uh, one of the dudes who I grew up on, uh, and I actually was just listening to um, the song today. Uh, you know, Shorty, Shorty, Miss Cheeks, Renee, do it. Renee, much love and respect to you, dog, because I'm 45 years old. I don't know how old you are. I think you're a little older than me because I know when yeah. I heard that song yes, sir. coming up in school, we all idolized you. We all idolized that song. So it's an honor to be on the, on, on the platform with you, man. Yo, good look at Aries. You already know, man. Yeah. Last time, last time I seen you, we was over at on, on um, King and Nine Wind show. Ooh, that, remember that one? Wow. Talk show and shit. Wow. Yeah. That's, that was, that was LA, baby. ago. Hell yeah. Yeah. smoking that in that green room and all that. <laughs> I'm going to say right now, I'm going to say right now, because I just listened to the song again today for the one millionth time, I'm, I'm probably on my next stand-up special and talking about how music has changed. There was a part in the song when you said, she was touching on my chest. I started feeling on her breast. There's no need for me to express the rest. Cut to... Exactly. I, re I recently heard a song, I think it was by uh, Ty Dolla, Ty Digger, one of those names. And in the lyrics in the song, he said, can you suck a dick and ride my dick like you hook up grits and eggs? Nice. And I'm just yeah. like, where has the class gone? Like where grits? Where has the ability to be dirty and a gentleman gone at the same time? Yeah, I mean, this shit is so flamboyant and yeah. so over the top. Now it's like, where do you take it from there? Good question. Well, we're going to be finding out tonight. Actually, it's funny you say that. We've got a young kid, sixteen years old. He's popping in New York City, and he's one of these new drill rappers. And he's rapping pretty much about what you're talking about and, and lots of violence, but you wouldn't expect it. He's a young white boy, so he really stood out. He kind of went viral, but yeah, the direction that it's going in, I guess we'll see. And you know who else we have coming in tonight? Also, on the opposite side of the spectrum, we have Drez from Black Sheep, which was another one of those groups back in the early 90s that was more of like a conscious rap group. Right. Going back to paying some homage, just like you paid some homage to Mr. Cheeks earlier, I've got to pay some homage to you, Aries, because if it weren't for you and the other cast members of MTV and those politically incorrect, hilarious sketches that you guys were performing, the Mike Tyson ones, the Shaq ones, all those great impressions that you were doing, who knows, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now, so thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Seriously, thank you. And also, going back and watching those over the past few days, the older episodes, I wonder if it was improv, because it seemed like you guys were doing a lot of improv during those older episodes of the show. Um, you know, it was like kind of 50-50. You know, we had the writers who would create what they needed to create for us, but we also had the freedom to implement whatever we wanted to do creatively, um, which I thought, you know, of course, should be mandatory in any creative process. But at the same time, you know, we flew under the radar. We never got the credit that we deserve like SNL because they was the bully on the block. But nonetheless, you know, uh, we was that smaller other show that at some point uh, in terms of ratings and demographics, we surpassed them. 
But, you know, uh, we never really got that credit I think that we deserved. Definitely no, funnier was than... Dope-ass show. That shit was funny as motherfucker, yeah. Way better than SNL. I think any person with like any type of sense of humor can watch Way an better. episode of Mad TV and laugh more out loud than one of these corny, driveling SNL episodes. I feel like anyone that's like that watches comedy. So that being said, do you feel like SNL ever tried to hinder you guys? Like, did they ever take any direct types of shots, or they were backed by such a music like history nah, that it didn't nah, even? Nah, nah. I mean, the truth of the matter is. They were such an entity and such the bully on the block mm. that nobody could f with them. That's like trying to say the yeah. CBA could f with the NBA. It just, no matter how good the CBA talent was, and that's, you know, Dr. Uh, 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 Dr. J came from that. A, a lot of other notable right. NBA players that eventually went to the NBA came from the CBA. But at the end of the day, right. the NBA was the bully on the block. Saturday Night Live was an entity. So we could only hope to be what they were. And Mad was an entity in itself, though. I was one of those kids that was subscribed to Mad Magazine. So well, I read you know, all... It, it, it might have been, and I guess at some point it was, but, you know, I, I don't want to lie. I, I want to be honest about what it was. Yeah. No matter how good we were, no matter how many people would say, you guys are better than them, from a showbiz standpoint, we never could eclipse them. We just couldn't because they were just too big. Huge. Yeah. And like you said, like the history behind that. I do believe there should be way more credit given to the Mad TV run that you guys had because it was for years and it was always good. It never really fell off. Mad doesn't exist anymore, right? Last I checked, the magazine has now moved online. The brand itself is kind of diminished a little bit, but is there a chance we'll ever see some type of a Mad TV reunion or anything like that? Well, there's two parts to your question. Uh, number one, uh, the longer you stick around doing something, you eventually hit highs and lows. Mad TV was around for 14 years. Of the 14 years, I think eight of them might have been phenomenal. The rest, eh, it was all right. Writers left, cast members left. So we diminished in quality, but that's natural the longer you stay around. It's, it's, just, it's inevitable. You're just not going to maintain a certain level of excellence being around that long. You know what I'm saying? It can only last for so long. It's true. And then, and then we tried to do a reboot um, that came and went so quickly because, again, based on the years that I was on there, Mo Collins, Deborah Wilson, Will Sasso, uh, Mike McDonald, Alex Bornstein, we, we defined the show. So when they tried to do the reboot, it was different circumstances. They didn't come on at 11 o'clock at night. They came on at 8 o'clock. They came on on a Wednesday as opposed to a Saturday. And by that time, the industry got so moist and so politically correct that they weren't allowed to get away with what we got away with for so long. So it was doomed to fail. And it's not just in sketch comedy that the political correctness has made such an impact. It's also on the stand-up. I, I don't do stand-up, but I always hear from my favorite comedians that they don't want to perform at colleges, that they'll refuse to perform at colleges because the college students will just find some bit of material to go viral and try to bury their career and get them canceled. So, so yeah, you ever I, I, 
I, I never was a fan of colleges and I stopped doing colleges for that same reason. Um, you know, I'm 45 years old uh, in the era that I came up in. You know, you could smoke in the clubs. You could talk about all kinds of adult material. You could be raw. Now you can't do that because of sensitivity and cancer culture. So that's just not my speed. And it's a fine line, especially after seeing some of the events that went down over the past year. But what are your thoughts on the cancel culture? I hate it. I hate it. It's like f***ing with a condom on. It's terrible. Very good point. It's pretty much what it is. Like just being hindered. It hinders creativity. Yo, and if, it's a simple thing. Cancel you don't... culture is bullshit. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think, you cancel know, look, man, we're, we're, we're all adults and we live in America. A country that is supposed to be so free and so hip that allows you to say and do anything you want as long as you're not inciting violence or trying to hinder on people's lifestyles. You should be able to say whatever the fuck you want to say. Um, and we've become so sensitive and so moist that you're not allowed to do that no more. And it's killing the art form. Love that term, moist. Facts. Exactly. <laughs> it's a very good term for that. I noticed, too, that you always have been making... I, a lot of your interviews I saw were on Vlad TV. And Vlad, mm-hmm. he's really facing uh, uh, quite a bit of, uh, of lambasting right now because of his interview methods, and I guess he posted something that wasn't factual, although he did take it down. I guess he refused to apologize. And I know a lot of regulars that have been showing up to Vlad TV have uh, declared that they're no longer going to be showing up. Are we going to be seeing you on Vlad TV again, or what are your thoughts on... Everything going on in that, with that situation right now. No, I retired, I retired my Vlad uh, card a long time ago, a lot for those same reasons. Um, but then I had some personal issues with Vlad as well. So I'm done with Vlad TV. If, there, if there's anybody else that wants to do it, more power to him. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm good on Vlad. But you mentioned personal reasons, so it's nothing to do with what's going on and the accusations and everything else that's been thrown Vlad's way over the past few months? I mean, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, one, one bleeds into the other. Um, some of the choices that he's made creatively, like everybody else, I don't agree with. But when it affects you personally, that's a different story. Well, I can't blame you then. Yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me. Sometimes when I'm listening to the interview, it feels like I'm listening to like police questioning or something like that, and he's kind of just propagating... A lot of BS, and I get it, I guess, as a journalist, but it just kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes as a viewer. So Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, uh, the best journalists have to compliment the artists. One of the greatest things about Howard Cosell and Muhammad Ali was that they got each other. They understood each other. They respected each other. They, they worked with each other, uh, both to accomplish what needed to be accomplished in terms of interviews, but at the but, same time... There's a personal respect that you should never cross in certain boundaries. And when you are willing to throw those away or uh, mm. f- those up f- for, the, for the sake of your uh, 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 um, journalistic integrity, well, then that's a different conversation. It's a good point. I was going to say it almost like, is it even journalistic integrity if that's how you're handling the situation? Like, like you said, you should have an appreciation of what you're really looking into. And, and yeah, I guess it kind of contradicts that. So 
I guess yeah. we'll see what happens. I guess we'll see what happens with the whole thing. Because it seems like people still are going to view it. People don't look away from the car accident. But if you notice, the comments kind of give, give things away. That's like at least what I notice on YouTube. You can really get a, a really good gist of what's going on through these YouTube comments. And people really seem to be on the same page and, and feel the same way as you and, and many others. So I guess we'll see I mean, what you happens. Know, you know, I mean, he's established enough where he could still do his thing and he has a built-in audience. But nonetheless, if you want to maintain that, I think you still have to stay within the integrity of the relationship between you and the artist. And I think once that gets lost, then, then you're in trouble. So you're doing your own podcast now, which I've listened to a few episodes, and it's very enjoyable, Stein, Spears and Steinberg Podcast. So what made you finally give in to start your own podcast? Because uh, Hollywood don't hire niggas the same way they do white boys. So you got to come up with different avenues to make them money. Then I don't know why we started a podcast. What'd you say? What'd you say, Ralph? Well, what I meant is if they're hiring white boys in Hollywood, then why are we always doing podcasts? I, I, I said Hollywood don't hire white boys the same way they do niggas. So we always have to have a different avenue for revenue. Yeah. It's, it's definitely said, what I hear. About, I, I can't say from firsthand experience, but I hear that quite a bit. It's believable when you see a guy of your talent who can do so much between not just like impressions, but you can do it all. So you'd think that you're very hireable and you'd think someone with your pedigree would be a perfect fit for so many different roles in Hollywood. But it's like you said, I guess it's just kind of a built in racism that's always been there. Yeah, Hollywood is very political, man. It's very Hollywood. You know, uh, cool kids sit with the cool kids. Geeks sit with the geeks. Jocks sit with the jocks. And unless you're able to play that Hollywood game the right way and tap dance the right way, uh, there's a lot of different minefields that you have to navigate against. And some dudes are good at playing the game more so than others. I'm not one of them dudes, and I'm trying to learn how to play it because, you know, I, I'd like to leave my mark and a legacy uh, in this game and, and make a mark and be relevant. But I, 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 I'm just not good at tap dancing and doing jazz hands. I heard the same. I used to listen to Patrice O'Neal a lot. I <laughs> hear <laughs> very similar things when I listen to him talk about this stuff. I mean, look, more power to you. And you're in an age where you can just create a podcast and still attain a fan base and retain a fan base. And you've had people that have always watched you for years. Whenever you put out a special, you're going to get the viewership. So do you think that there is, I, I mean, there's a chance now for you to create your own stratosphere without having to go to Hollywood. So who knows? Maybe this, uh, this podcast and everything else you're doing really will surface to something. That's what you hope for. <coughs> I mean, that's what you hope for. With COVID and everything, how are you keeping up with the comedy? Like, is there's you still finding shows? You doing, you know, through Instagram or any of those, you know, live on the computer shows? Or you got clubs aren't open back up over there, right? Well, well, a lot of a lot of the clubs are open. Uh, of course, oh, okay. there's there's uh, what do they call it? Uh, the capacity, max capacity. Oh yeah, it's not the same. Uh, of course, a lot of people got to wear masks. They got to get uh, they, they do the thing where they take your temperature, temperature. before you walk in. Um, but, yeah, I don't do that goofy shit. 
I'm not doing stand-up on a computer with no audience. I'm not doing that. So, you know, I, I maintain my work ethic and my procedure the same way. And I'll, I'll, I'll wait this shit out uh, till it come around the right way because any other way I'm doing is an injustice to stand-up. How are they doing it exactly? I saw you did perform. I saw on your Instagram recently you performed. Like, what is a COVID-free or a COVID-safe environment? Like I said, they take your temperature at the door. There's there's limited seating. Okay, okay, um, okay. Yeah, so, so there's ways they're trying to adhere to the, 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 the rules. Um, but all of this shit, is, it sucks. It's yeah. terrible. They have the outdoor comedy now, too, in New York. We've got friends of ours that are like performing on rooftops. And another thing, too, is uh, one of my favorite parts of your stand up were your impressions. Best yeah. rap impressions ever yeah. of all time, right? We can all agree on that. Easily. Easily. Hell yeah. So when you see these new school rappers, we were talking a little bit about the content of what they're speaking about. Are there any like voices or impressions of these new, new guys that you figured out, or are you not even trying to be a part of it? No, I don't, I don't f with garbage. Uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I maybe, love that. Maybe, maybe I'm old school. Maybe I'm a dinosaur. But the, the era I came up in, the golden age of hip hop, which is the 90s, you had dudes that had talent, lyrical, lyrical content, Nas, Jay Z, Jadakiss, Biggie, Tupac, uh, uh, Nasir. So I come from that era. So I, I can't, I can't, I, I know the best thing for you to do is adapt. But I, I adapt at what cost? I, I, I can't do garbage. It's kind of the same thing that you were talking about, like having to deal with the, the hoops and ladders of Hollywood or tap dancing, as you would say. Right. That's good. Hey, you're sticking to what you <laughs> love. And that's like, you tune into the young boys. Like, tune into the young boys. For what? Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not that's trying to kiss Mr. Cheek's ass, but I'm being honest. Nope. He's my era. I grew yeah. up with him. I, 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 you know, when, when you, again, when you listen to lyrics, no question. And, and I'm about That's lyrical content. That's why when I listen to that song, he goes, you know what I mean? I get, like I said earlier, on my chest, on a breast, ain't no need for me to stress the rest. It's the classiest way of being dirty yeah. and clean at the same time. And it's, and it seemed like so much <laughs> of this now is shock value. I put my dick in the mouth. Yeah. I came on the face. We gang fucked up. Like, nigga, where's the lyrics? Where's <laughs> Sounds the like quality? quite a night, though. Uh, it's so trash. You I can't even listen song. to the radio. It's just brutal. all the music out right now. It's tough. It's definitely brutal. And it kind of is the same thing with stand-up comedy. I mean, just look at your comedy, how even though you might be talking about some offensive subjects, you package it in a way that anyone that has a sense of humor will be able to be entertained by it and relate to it. So I've been looking for new comedians and I just haven't been able to find any that are cut from that same type of cloth as some of the greats and the people that I grew up watching. Are there any that you can recommend to us? Nah, man, I, my, my favorites are, uh, Dave Chappelle, who I think is the king of comedy of this generation and the late great Patrice O'Neill, who I thought was like the biggie of comedy before he passed. The best, man. Love Patrice. Yeah. Yeah, Patrice is all about. Yeah. His, he taught me about women. I remember being a kid being like, and I just listened to his rants. 
who was him and, and the Brown Phillips show. Yeah. Just, yeah, he was he was the man. Dante Nero too. Yeah, uh the yeah, the, the uh what do you call it? The uh Mr. Phillip. Yep. Classic. And that was on Sirius for a little bit too. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what happens to the future of stand-up comedy, considering that these guys are now walking on eggshells during their whole come-up and these beginning years. But it feels like, uh, you know, looking at some of the better comedians, that they kind of come into their own later in life anyway. So, I mean, they're not all like you, right? I mean, you started at, what, very, very young age, like 16 or something like that? I started at 14. I did Def Jam when I was 16. Showtime at the Apollo when I was 17. And then moved to L.A. that same year. That's insane. So what was it that got you into comedy in the first place at such a young age? You know, Eddie Murphy was my <laughs> hero. He was my era. You know, Richard Pryor, of course, you, 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 know, you tip your hat to all the pioneers and the great ones before you. Uh, Richard Pryor, Steppen Fetched, Mantan Morlin, Moms Mabley, uh, Red Fox, Bill Cosby. But Richard Pryor was my dad's era. Eddie Murphy was my era and watching Eddie Murphy on SNL made me want to do comedy. So I started at 14 because I know he started at 14. Um, and, and the rest is history. That's incredible. So to think that nobody encouraged you to start too, and that you just, you just saw them and you were inspired to start doing stand-up comedy at that age is, is pretty incredible. And to be doing Def Jam at 16, just wild stuff. Like you said, the rest is history. And Aries, um, really quick, we should plug all the social media because we got to get to a quick break, play some music. And if you want, you can even pick out what song we go into. I know you have the same taste in music that we do. Yeah. So if you give us a track, right. we'll lead into that. But first, where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, I'm under Aries Spears, blue verification checkmark. Uh, my podcast is called Spears and Steinberg, a.k.a. the Jew and the Jerk. And I always <laughs> tell people, Hit me up on Instagram and my DMs. I'll send you the links. But it's available on all streaming platforms, Amazon, Google Play, Anchor, Apple, Spotify. Uh, everything else is the same. My YouTube um, is a Spearsburg pod. Uh, Instagram, I got a Spearsburg pod. Uh, Facebook's everything Spearsburg pod. So there you have it. Hilarious podcast. Go check out his stand-up, too. Cheeks and I were on a road trip from North Carolina to New York, and he puts on your stand-up comedy, puts on your last special. So we were dying. Actually, that's what prompted us to get you on here was we DM'd you from the Ryan Show account while we were driving Yeah, from North Carolina to <laughs> New York watching your special. We were like, yo. And we had some stories. I told him the Mad TV stories about me sneaking downstairs when I was a kid. So, hey, yeah. things come full circle here in life. I appreciate so, it, baby. Dude, I appreciate you, man. Ryan Show FM chilling out here with the one and only Mr. Cheek, Socialite Hamptons Dave, and the very, very funny Ari Spears. And enter the Zoom chat now as we return from some fire 1990s hip hop is a new rapper. A rapper who's gone viral in the past couple weeks. 917 Rax is in the building. I know we all saw that biscuit video, right? We all saw that biscuit. Let's first off, let's give him a proper introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up yeah, for 917 Rax. So we saw a video of you, Rax. It was very alarming as a father. I have a one-year-old. You were wielding guns, toting, uh, toting firearms, playing this, uh, this New York City drill music. And I've got to ask, I, it just kind of took me off guard. 
first and foremost, uh, what was was there like any type of deeper meaning behind that video? Um, which video? The VVV. I think that uh, I, I can't tell you what the name of this song was, but it was you, and you were surrounded by it looked like a bunch of potential gang members waving right. and wielding firearms. I just was taken off guard, and and I was wondering if it was a music video, if there was any type of other way to interpret what I saw. I'm really trying to think of what you're talking about. Was it on my story? It was, uh, well, I'm not trying to incriminate you either. Like, once again, this no, is... Oh, yeah. They're all props. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's good. That's the right yeah. answer. So what, what gets a, yeah. a kid like you in a rap? Because we were talking about it earlier. Hip-hop has really changed. Not all of it. It wasn't always deep poetry and conscious rap. There was a lot of gangster rap back in the day and a lot of craziness. But what gets a young man like yourself into this gun-toting drill um aggressive form of hip-hop um like i guess everything around me it's like it's the new wave and it's just it's what i love doing too it's like i don't know i just really started listening to it in like sixth grade that i fell in love with it like nine nine one seven racks what's up baby what's up what's up so i, I gotta ask you a question i want to ask you two questions one how old are you i'm 16 now i just turned 16 all right. That being said, you said you're a big fan of old school hip hop. Decently. My mom would play it a lot, so I'm I'm used to it. But I'm, I like the modern hip hop a lot better. I guess my question is, are you a lyricist? Yes. Yes. All right. Can, can you can you spit something for us real quick with no beat so we can hear the lyrics? OK, OK. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I need a. I need a beat. Hold on. Hmm. Can I can I pull up something in my notes? Absolutely, but could you do it without a beat? Of course. I just want to hear the lyrics. Let's get it. All right. All right. I like that. Look. I like that. Still yo, hold on. Still yo, stepping when I'm on court. Call the Jets for drilling. They on board. I'm moving tactical. Why are you so pressing? I ain't even mad at you. What you been store for? In Miami, that's national. When I shoot like they heat bullets flammable. Shooters, they all scores. Just being practical. She ain't eating the meat like a cannibal. What did she call for? Headshot. Passport him. He ain't shoot for the game that we backdoor him. Choking him out. We gon' blackboard him. I'm up in the score. I'm a dashboard him. All this shit new to me. I still walk around in the hole my jewelry. No, my body ain't no fool of me. Your dress be the mop. Not get top with the boom on me. Should know how to move when you rap out me. They don't move the same when the strap on me. Shots fired. If you chap out me, shots fired. Try robbing the pack on me. Uh. Look. I got the shit to go boom, boom, boom. Look, I got the shit to go rah, rah. I got the work like a classmate. All right, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man. Let me stop you right there. Now right. can you do it with the beat? Can I do it with the beat? I, I want to hear what that sounds like with the beat. With the beat? I don't have another yeah. device currently. I can go to another have, room. Y'all don't, 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 uh, don't have an automatic beat? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a shout out Voice Studios. I'm in the. Oh. So what? No, nah, I got the beat, beat on my all phone. Day. <laughs> I got the beat on my phone. Can he play it off his phone? You know I got the beat all day. To a beat he feel comfortable I, with? Yo, shout. Once again, we've got nine one seven racks in the building. That's the right. I believe show. it's his first That's interview it. ever. New York City in the building, strong. Right. Like that on oh. the spot call out. That's right, sixteen lyrics. on the spot. That's confidence. Love it. Yeah. It's sending to my manager's phone right now. I'm waiting for it to send. I noticed your Instagram was removed. 
Yeah, I just, bro, I disabled it because someone botted a lot of followers, like thousands of followers. So I had to disable it to let, like, to stop it. And then I undisabled it, and everything was Gucci. And then I, that later that night, a whole wave of followers. And I can't disable it because I ha- I could only disable my account once a week. Mm. So it's a new type of sabotage. I'm gonna get, yeah. get them removed soon. Firing shots at you. It's a fact. Attacked by an internet gangster. That's yeah. it. The, really though. The keyboard warriors now. So your lyrics, a lot of your lyrics are about shooting and what you'll do to the sure. What you'll do to the opposition. Yeah. Are you a man? Once again, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, but are you right. are you living are you are you living the life that you are writing down on paper? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't like to rap cap. I try to I try to make everything as less misleading as possible. Like I try to tell true facts. It's okay if it's not telling the truth. I guess I mean people seem to accept nah, Rick Ross. Rick Ross seems to. I don't like. So that. you're really about this I life. Like, I think so. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. So do we have to be queued up? Yeah, I got it. All right, let's do it. All right. All right. I love it. Aries Spears in the building. It's the Ryan Show. Aries Spears, Mr. Q. Nine one seven rap. I'm a fantastical, why you so pressing? I ain't even mad at you. What you been so far on Miami, that's natural. When I shoot like they heap, it's flammable. Shooters, they old school, just being practical. She eating the meat like a cannibal. What did she call for? Headshot, pass, hold him. He ain't shoot for the game that we backed on. Choking him out, we gon' blackboard him. Now up in the storm, a dashboard him. All this shit, I still walk around in the hole, my jewelry. Know my body ain't no fooling me. You just need a mob at the top of the movement. You know what I'm moving, you rap on me. They don't move the same, but they rap on me. Shots fire. If he tap out me, shots fire. I've been there pack on me. Uh, look. I got this to go boom, boom, boom. Look, I got this to go rah, rah. Yo, the only reason why I asked to hear that is because I wanted to see if you sounded like everybody else in terms of because so much of today's rap, especially with the youth, there's no individuality. There's no self-identity. Everything sounds the same. I agree. I see a lot of like, I'm really in tune with the drill scene. So every a lot of that I watch, all of that, they all rip off somebody else's flow. Yeah, it's all like, I try to be it all sounds like the same song. I try, I try to be different. Really lyrical. Well, listen, listen, uh, 917 Racks, I wish you the best of luck, brother. I'll, I'll keep doing your thing. And your career takes off to a higher level. Uh, like I said, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot, but I just wanted to see, especially when you were on with somebody like Mr. Cheeks. Again, when we come from that era where individuality and lyricism matters. And, and, nah, and uh, you seem like you got bars but I just wanted to hear the melody and the flow. But I wish you nothing but right. the rest of love. Thank you. You came right out and you spit too. You know, some people we've had on the show and for whatever reason, they don't want to be put on the spot. Yeah, they don't so, like to be put on the spot. So they don't have something ready. So like, if you're going to be a rapper, you got to uh, yeah. have something on deck I'm a, at all times. That's a fact. I'm a, I'm a writer. I take time with my lyrics. I'll be writing all day. And that's dangerous. If you're taking that sound, you're taking that sound that's popular right now and you're writing. Some uh, yeah. lyrics with it. So, so who are your favorite writers in hip hop? Like you said, you know, you grew up listening to lyricists through your parents. Who would you say is your favorite lyricist in hip hop? I'd say M. That's why I kind of like relate. That's why I kind of like, you know, I say Drill Shady because I feel like I'm the most lyrical in the drill scene. 
So, you know, I'd say that's why I compare. I don't really compare myself. But that's where the... Who, who do you consider lyrical in the drill scene? Just out of curiosity, because I've, I've, you know, I've only heard a few artists, but no one really s- struck me as lyrical. I'd say definitely Busy, Leaky, Coach the Ghost. I started listening to his music. I like it. Coach the Ghost. So, I'm, I'm so fucking old because I don't know yeah. none of them is on. Nah, yeah, I'm really tapped I'm in. Like, I really listen to a lot Sounds of drill. Like naming a cartoon. A lot of a lot a lot what? of shit I listen to in drill is like it's not always lyrical, but they unique in their own ways. Like they have a different flow. They sound good, so I listen to that. But I still like I'm trying to think of more. I can't really think at the top of my head right now. But there there's a decent amount of people that are for I me mean, lyrical in the drill scene. Two six AR. It's are like you said. Yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, it's kind of like you said that people don't. I'm coming out of Brooklyn, Sheepside. Okay, Sheepside. are you originally from Brooklyn? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sheepside. Well, again, my man, I, 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 I wish you. I yeah, wish rolling you. roaster. But again, uh, my man, I wish you nothing but the yeah. best. Much continued success. Do your thing. Um, and just always, I would say, always pay homage uh, to who you learned it from, where it came from. Do your homework. Because no matter how many great white boys we get in this game, it started this. So just pay that respect. Other than that, do your thing, man. You already know. I want to ask the young rappers this sometimes. Like, come on, is there's a lot of uh, a lot of violence in hip hop these days? It seems right. Every time I look on the news, it seems like another one of of the young up and coming famous rappers who's just about to pop is murdered. Do you ever feel scared to be? a part of the hip-hop scene with all of this craziness going on here in 2020, 2021? I mean, yeah, like, that that's cool. That's cold hate in my eyes if you kill a rapper just because, like, you know what I mean? Because I heard a lot of stories, and it's because of jealousy. This is this is just a start for me. Someone buying my followers, someone taking my songs down. That's just, that's the start of hate. I'm getting used to it, but, yeah, that's why I don't really, I'm like, I'm if it ain't personal, I'm not beefing about it. Or if it ain't about the bread, I'm not beefing about it. You know what I mean? That's the spirit. So, nah, That's yeah. the spirit. Yeah, ignore the cyber attacks. Of course. I tend to talk back a lot to them. It's tough not to give in to them, but but don't let them see you upset. That's how the haters win. It's time for us to actually play some of your music and get to break. I know Aries has to run. And we and people are very excited to hear what your actual song sounds like. It's one thing to play it through the speaker on the phone, but now we can actually hear a 917 racks in the building. Aries Spears in the building. Real quick, I just wanted to thank y'all mm-hmm. for allowing me to be on and giving me this opportunity to f- with y'all. And again, 917 Racks, love for you. Uh, so but don't you. fall into the bullshit. Just get your money and f- get your money of and course. get see. That's all you got to concentrate on. Wise words for Mary Spears. Just, just do what's enjoyable. F- the bullshit. My wise man. Love it. Hey, hey, Cheeks, man. Respect to you, my guy. Love. Thank you. Again, the podcast, Spears and Steinberg. I'm DM you right now, man. Okay, for sure. DM me for the links. The Jew and the hit Jerk. Hit me, hit me with your number, bro. I love y'all. Thank y'all. Aries, call you. we'll talk to you soon, man. Appreciate you. No doubt, baby. One more time, folks. This is 917 Racks. We're going to be playing his music. Check the IG story to see the video. And save your hateful comments for somebody else, okay? Like, 
what I learned, the only reason for people to hate is if they jealous. Like I said this before, if I don't like something, I'm not going to pay attention to it. If I don't like a girl, I'm not going to look at her. If I don't like something, I'm not paying attention to it. I'm going to scroll by. The fact that they taking it, like I really have haters that go on all my videos and comment and reply to other people. That is definitely not hate. Hate is love in that scenario. I was you know look I mean? at Takashi, right? Yeah. I mean, people seem to just want to watch it. They want a reason to hate. It's just as like appealing as a reason to like, it seems. But are you going out of your way to get people upset? Or are you just living your life and people are getting I'm upset? Really, nah, honestly, I'm really just living my life. I don't know what they're getting so upset for. If they say something, I'm going to talk back and I'm going to try to offend them. But that's their fault. I'm not the one that started that argument. Is there anybody around you that is worried about you when they do see the videos of you, though? And how you're getting into this lifestyle, considering there is rap, there are rappers being killed, and there's a lot of gun violence in New York City right now. Actually, now in the city in Brooklyn, and I just gotta, I just gotta be careful. I just gotta be on point at all times. That's all that I'm getting from all this. Just gotta be on point. There's nothing I can do about it. That's what's happening. So that real quick. Well, I got to admit, I'm more of a peace and love kind of guy myself. But look, I'm going to pray for you. I know the streets get real. I'm going to pray the streets are good to you, 917 Racks. Now let's get into some new music. This new song is not normally what you hear on this program, but we're open-minded, all right? We want to we wanna do our best to... Bridge the gap. Bridge the gap. Bridge the gap. Exactly. Bridge the gap. We're doing our best. That's what we do. Yep. That's it. So 917 Racks... got to go to Jersey to check on the law. So where can they find you on IG? 917 Racks. 917 Racks. Yeah. R-A-C-K-Z. How long have you been quick. rapping for? Alright, so like when I really came out with like a music video, like I took it seriously type shit, that was six months ago. So it hasn't oh. you know, I've been I've been into music my yeah. whole life. Like my mom ever since I was little. She's playing like mad music, old school, new hip hop, whatever. I like, I liked it throughout. This is what happens life. when you play hip hop in your house. That's, That's it. A fact, so <laughs> it's a product of hip hop. Young nine one seven racks. That's uh, a fact. I've been yo, yo, the mom, the mom's never played Renee. She probably did. I don't remember. Like I was like I'm. Talk, I'm talking about like little, little. Like I was. You're rapping baby. for a reason, there, buddy. Your mother yo, knows hip hop. His yeah, management. Yeah. Shouted you out big time, Cheeks. I got a message from him, and he was like, turn it around, let me see something. (laughs) (laughs) So shouts to your management. And and really quick, before we play a song, what is the name of your management, 917? Let's give him a nice plug real quick. Verified Records. Verified Verified Records. Shouts to my man, Day Dash. And dude, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll be bringing you on again soon. We're excited to see where the progress goes. This is the Ryan Show FM 917 Racks in the building. Follow him now. DJ Honky Wonky. Ari Spears has left the building. 917 Racks has to go to bed early for he has school in the morning. <laughs> this is the Ryan Show FM. <laughs> Mr. Cheeks, Hamptons Dave, we are just moving right along. And we have doubled down. Double down on the hip hop legends here in the Zoom chat tonight. Because the one and only, one half of Black Sheep Dreads, one of our favorites, is here tonight. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, give it up. Yeah. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, y'all. Sincerely, that's what's up. It's sincerely good to have you here, Dreads. I've got to ask you first and foremost, how are you? How's your evening going tonight? 
Um, it's going cold, man. You know, just kind of taking it easy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, like had a little had a little running around to do earlier. But anytime you leave the house these days, you know what I'm saying? It's like you strapped up for real, for real. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, actually strapped up. You know what I'm saying? For real. And um, you know, they'll they'll you know, <laughs> had, had to just run to a mechanic. And something simple as that, you know, you don't you don't take for granted these days, you know. But yeah, anything, so, you know, yeah, right. The whole nine. <laughs> yeah, things definitely oh, have yeah. changed in a yeah. year's time, indeed. Yeah. And we are days away from a switch in the presidency. Who knows what's gonna happen? It's crazy because this show doesn't air until Thursday. And you know, we were talking about earlier, who knows what can change? Who knows what'll go down? We do know this that love is love. And that we uh <laughs> We are uh, uh, promoting peace and prosperity here on this program. And so that said, we're gonna be riding with Biden. I, you know, yeah, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping we, we we start moving in the right direction because, man, you know, like we coming from from a, from a real deep dark space, man, for real. This Trump was like I, us in New York. We knew who he was. You know, what I'm saying like he, he, you know, wasn't wasn't a new uh, discovery as far as just his lack of ability, but, um, you know, hopefully I think it's a little bit better. We're starting this week. Let me ask, let me ask yeah. you guys one question real quick, yo. Right? What's up? Let me ask you guys one question. See, we, we <laughs> from back when we, like, everybody back in the days, like, you know, certain rap niggas, they would throw, like, I'm getting Trump money. I, I never mentioned this nigga ever in my, in my career. Yeah, word, you know what I'm saying? Like, word. Like, yeah. that. <laughs> That's words. You know like, what I'm saying? Yeah, no that, that said no that they would, I'm going to get money like Trump. But now they, they like, you know what I mean? Like, this is crazy. Now they know better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Never said that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, me neither, man. Right. For real, for real. Right. Like, like, right. like, we always kind of knew who he was, man. You know what I'm saying? Pat, 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 uh, the yeah, we always knew who he was, man. Dude's no doubt. been a clown for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, this is my word. Been a clown. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. I mean. clown. But he was groomed to be who he is, man. Like, like you know, his pops... Went to clown school. Yeah, yeah. His, his, pops, was, his pops was someone that, you know, took advantage of, uh, of people as well, you know? Like, like, like he, come, he comes from that, literally. Wow. It's crazy to think he, he took it that far and fooled so many people. Yo, like, why half the country. That's what kind of yeah. bugs me out, man. Like, like, if there's two people next to you, one of them's an idiot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, like that kind of blew my mind. Like, you know, like literally half the people, half the people. Wow, people sir. weren't obsessed Million. with him, too. Like before that, I never really saw anyone that was like a diehard Trump fan to the oh, point. Yeah, where they all were of like, a sudden now this this flag. So you don't even see like the American people have the Trump flag rather than the yo, American flag. Yo, listen, our kids. One our more kids thing, right? When you in people's houses and see a picture of JFK. Picture Martin Luther King and a picture of Trump. <laughs> like y'all. <laughs> in, in, the, in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like they set him up, to, you know, like half the country set him up to be, you know, like a, a JFK. Like that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Cult of personality. And that's why you see what's happening is they're just like, they've made it their identity. A lot of these people, their identity is that they're Trump people. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's sad. It is. And that's, that's weird. And that, have we ever seen that? Have you guys ever seen that before? Like with any other president in this country where people like make that their identity? Very yeah, strange. Nah. Very nah. strange. I, I really haven't. Word up. I, I really never seen anything like never. this. Never. Right. So I guess we'll I see the results. Yo, Chiefs, remember us on a, um, on, on a cruise ship? 
Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 that ball, that ball just oh, came back. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we playing the oh, ball man, like that. Shout out to the crew. Shout out to Tom Joyner, everybody. Yeah, right. Tom Joyner's joint. Tom Joyner. Yo, that, that crew's Shout out to Yo, I'm glad you're here, man. It's good to talk to you because it's good to yeah. talk to you and all of that. Good to see, you, see you as well, man. Glad, no doubt. Glad you're rocking and rolling. Yo, I'm saying, um, good to see you. What, 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 you from Jamaica, right? Yeah, I'm from Queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm. I, Jamaica, I used to be in logs and heavy. Um, I'm from I'm from Astoria and 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 the bland of Flushing, but I I used, my, I, I used to run um I used to mess with um Boom Bash though like uh I, I like like I'm mad cool with Prince. I know. My, I know. Cousin, my cousin's double left. Uh, I get man. it. I, I used to run. I get with it. Kids, I get Word. it. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that's what I'm saying. Like you no, know, like we yeah. we from the same grounds, really. You know. Hell yeah, Coliseum days and all of that. Yeah, no man. doubt, Back. no doubt, big time, big time. The pizza stop, baby. I know where you at. Yeah, all right, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, like, you know <laughs> how we do it, man. <laughs> all right, this motherfucking bus terminal days, baby. I know where we at. Yep. The yo. boom bash, man. Come on, you know. Man. The floor yeah, was to be that. I was like, hold on, is running around holding shit down. We got to get out. <laughs> together. Young boys, but yeah, yo, yo, you, you know, know, I was, you know, when he was younger. I, I was a kid around them, you know. So they were a little older than me, but you know. What I'm me saying? too. Sherry Kings and all that, man. We was all, right. all young. Sherry right. Kings, right. motherfucking boom bands, the Septicons, all that life is crazy. Real talk. Real talk. Right up. Forty projects, nigga. Hawk. Yes, all yes, sir. Days, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> low lives. Yeah, man. Right, yeah, right. Man. Low lives, no doubt. Came a long way. <laughs> all of that right there. Way. That's a long way. Very, very. Who was young is now like. Yeah, we get we telling stories and shit. That's yeah, crazy. real talk, man. Like like the time goes by so quickly, right? It's like you know, like wow, like you know, you t- you, you literally turn around one time and it's like, you know, like you the older dude now, like wow, you know. And especially yeah. this year, you oh, get to shit. see it this, this, this past twenty twenty. Yeah, yo, <laughs> you think not? Yo, it's, 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 it's real out here, man. Word up, shoot. But I mean, but I feel good though. Like you know, like this past year, you know. The COVID and all that stuff was mad unfortunate, but I was blessed going into the year to be working on a project that I'm just finishing up. And um, like it, it's really special, man. Um, I, ha- I had yeah. met Jay Dilla's mom, um, mm-hmm. like at a show like in Chicago, and like she was with her husband. And Cass asked me, you know, did I want to meet her? And I didn't even have a relationship with Dilla like that, though he's cool with all of the with the natives and everything. Like I had just met him in passing, so so I didn't really know him like that. But out of respect, I'm like, yeah, please bring his mom back, you know. And, um, you know, so we start talking to me. You know, I meet her. We talking. And it turns out her husband knows some of my people down in Carolina. So I was blown away right there. Like, oh, snap. You know, and, it was, you know, just general meeting. Nice to meet you. But like a month later, I had a show in Puerto Rico. And um, I looked down to like to the side of the stage and Dilla's mom is right there with her husband. So I was like, oh, snap. I was blown away. And like. After the set, I go talk to them, and she had a house. She has a house out there. She, they invited me back. She was gonna cook, listen to music. Got DJs coming through, spinning the yard. I'm like, oh, I'm there. So I kind of hang out with them for a night, and um, they kind of let me know at the end of the night that they had just gotten a lot of the rights back under the estate's umbrella of of his music. You know, of 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 of, of some of the masters, and they asked me would I be interested in going through some of his personal files to make a project. So like. 
of course I was like, yes, thank you. Like, you know, I was blown away because I was like, they could have asked anybody to do that. And they would, you know, that would have been a blessing. And so all of 2020, I've been working on this project that, um, that I kind of created from literal snippets of Dilla's work. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it's crazy. It's the craziest project. And I reached out to all kinds of cats and, you know what I'm saying? I did the whole thing at DITC studios and, um, like, like I just finished mixing it. I got I got a couple of little things to do to a couple of little things, and it and there's a mini documentary about the making of it as well coming. Um, but I got this project entirely produced by Dilla that has features from uh Bun B to CeeLo Green to Chuck oh, okay. D to um Corey Guns to Freeway uh, crazy to you know Jay Sands to Source Money. I mean, like sauce um, money, yo, Chi Ali, my son, Delta Funky Homo Sapien. Like, yo, this project is like so incredible that people are gonna hear me in a way they've never heard me before, as well as just a whole project produced by Dilla. And um, you know, so, so, so I'll be releasing that sometime, um, sometime probably this summer. You know, what I'm saying like right now, I'm kind of just doing everything I gotta do to kind of be able to package it correctly and and move it forward as a unit. You know. Every but everything's cool, man. Like, that's crazy. I, I'm looking forward to people hearing it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, that's huge. That's Sound mega. Crazy. All right. That is mega. Bananas. And you got the footage with that shit, so that shit gonna yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. It's, it's really cool, man. Like, 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 you know, like, like though the COVID kind of, you know, definitely put a little, uh, put a little pause to everything. You know what I'm saying? But, um, oh, but for yeah. the most part, yeah. all of 2020, that's what I was working on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if I wasn't at a show, I was in a studio, and that's kind of that's kind of what, what was it. Yeah. So it's good to be coming back outside now, and, and you know, now now I'm really getting ready to kind of kind of set this up. Incredible news! Another perk of 2020. One of the only good things of 2020 for us was the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Oh yeah, that was hot, right? That yeah, hot. and when I saw when I heard the choices yours come on, yeah, little, scenes, uh, oh that uh, uh, nice little placement in on. there. Yeah, that, that that was cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, right. That's what your music do. Touch the world, man. You got Michael Jackson, the big oh man. That's beautiful, man. It's crazy. It's one of the greatest you songs. Never think of all about time. That shit. You're making that yeah, shit. This. You never think of that shit when you're making a song, man, where you're nah, Yeah, that's my word. You don't. Like Bad people yo, in the world, man. I, I remember this is my word. I remember when we was in the studio, I was in the studio with Long and we and we just mastered the choice is yours. And I remember looking to him, and this is my word, like, I knew we did something. I was like, because I never heard nothing, you know, like it. I was like, yo, I ain't, you know, I looked at him, I was like, yo, I ain't never heard nothing like this. We just did something, but um, but I don't know what it is. I said, but yo, this is going to do something, something special. And, you know, like, it's it's become this generational thing. Like, people literally send me uh, tags of their kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Five, six, seven years old, you know, singing the song <laughs> and, you know, that's so cool because I know what that's worth, that they're going to grow with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still going to be, you Bro. know, it, it's still going to be there. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's a blessing. You can, you can never see that. Because yeah. anyone can relate to it. It's literally one of the greatest songs of all time. You could play that song for somebody that doesn't listen Anywhere. to hip-hop, and they're just going to be like, oh, yeah. what is this? Dundell. One of the greatest uh, songs Dundell. ever. And like she said, you don't know when you're creating something like that. But that's such like a, like a well-conceptualized song. Uh, like, who is it that came up with the concept of the song itself? Um, I mean, well, you know, lyrically, you know, like I, you know, I wrote it, but 
you know, but that's you know, with the visual, you know, saying, but with the visual, which the, the, the video director was Chuck Stone, who, who did an amazing job on it. And he's from the, um, from those Budweiser commercials at what's up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. He did those, you know what I'm saying? But he did choice before he, I, I think choice got him back, but just to say like, you know, like, you know, he aced it straight up, but, um, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, as far as lyrically, you know, with the record saying, you know, I, I, you know, I wrote it. Incredible work. That's for sure. Classic. You can Classic. play that in any situation. I'll, uh, I'll never forget. It was just, I want to say, two years ago at Toka Tuesday. Yeah, I saw CLO, that you were performing. Say, yep. One of the greatest live performances that I've seen in the past few years was your performance at Toka Tuesday. Oh, and it just and to see all like the young kids and people that are like my age, younger than me, and everybody just vibing out. You came on there. And just killed it. One of my favorite hip hop performances ever. So, oh, that's yeah, peace, man. I appreciate that. The so, good old Cielo, Cielo days. Cielo was good. You, yeah, yeah, yeah Cielo, that's a good spot, know, man. I like that. Yeah, spot. I was nice. I miss I was Cielo. <laughs> yeah, man. And and this is my word, like you know, especially like aspiring artists, man. I hope, I hope they find themselves in club situations, uh, grabbing the microphone, like you know what I'm saying, because yeah. that's literally what it's about. You know what I'm saying? It's about you know about rocking a party. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's what your hip hop should. Be grounded in, you know, like you could, you know, you could do all of the other stuff as well. You know, I'm hard. Don't look at me. And I sip this and I buy that. That's all cool. But you got to be able to rock a party. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 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 like at some point, go into a club, grab the mic and rock the party. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you guys came from like the, the block parties at the park, you know, no doubt. coming up with like the GMV, you know, parties at the park and everything. <laughs> Like, like the scene, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I was a kid, I was always trying to catch. Were you, was you catching a lot of park jams oh, on your way, cheeks? Yeah, Ajax Park, Lincoln yeah. Park. Uh, I was, yeah, Link, I was yo, young. Was, yeah, had to yo, run off and all that. I would be coming up. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I went to high school down south, so I'd be coming up in the summer. You know, every summer I come home. You know, what I'm saying, but I'd always be missing the park jams. It's my word, and it's crazy because. Like, you know, especially in Queens, you hear a lot about the Disco Twins. You hear a lot yeah. about Sesame, this and the other. And to me, they were like these mythological characters because because I always missed the, you know, it was like when I got, when I whenever I got to New York, it had just happened or I had to go back down south and I was going to miss it. You know what I'm saying? So I would always hear about like the Disco Twins especially. <laughs> and so they were like these like mythological, it was like a Pegasus. It's like <laughs> I never seen it. So, you know, yeah, at this yeah. point, I, I done met them and, you know, and, you know, and I, and I even tell them, you know, like, I couldn't wait to meet y'all and this and the other, all of the stories I heard. And, uh, and then, and then, and then I meet Sesame. And then what's crazy about when I meet DJ Sesame is that me and him used to live in the same building in the story of projects. Like, he know my nickname and everything. He was like, yo, Tiki, this is like, <laughs> like, I've known him all my life and had no idea <laughs> that people were talking about somebody that was from my building. I was like, yo, that, that blew my mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It was like, yeah. you know, because I had wound up going to high school. And I said, my mom's met my stepfather. He was in the army. So if, so we moved from New York to Carolina. So I went to high school in Carolina. When I finished high school, I came back. So, right, right. but that was right in that era, right in, you know, right in that early 80 era. All right. Moving to North Carolina and then moving back to New York, how do you think that made an impact on your music? Being down south grounded me in a way that um that I probably needed, you know what I'm saying? Like I was a real I was real real popular at a at a very young age, you know what I'm saying? Like at you know, nine nine years old, ten years old, I was all over the projects. Like it wasn't like stay in front of the building. 
like I was out, like like out, like you know what I'm saying. Like I might come home and and you know like it's eight nine years old. I got in trouble with going for, for going with an older kid, jumping on the subway, going with an older kid to Brooklyn to pick up his brother. Because I was like eight nine years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can even imagine that today. You know what I'm saying? Like an eight or nine year old getting on a train with his 15, 16 year old friend to go get his brother in Brooklyn and come home. You know what I'm saying? And, and I did that without even telling my mother. Like, you know, when I came home, she was bugging out. Like, you know, like, you know, like, what you get, you know? But, like, I was like that kid. And um, so me going down south, like, like, I had to slow down. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you, know, like you have no choice. You know, you got to sit down and you got and, um, to. And, and the school I went to happened to be almost all black school. That being smart was, was, was in chic. Like, like, if you was, if you was running around nothing up, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cats wasn't was was really kind of used ostracized. Cats was pulling back from you, so for no reason, I just started going to class and started you know paying attention and making decent grades. You know what I'm saying? And all of that helped me as an MC later in life because I had enough. I had enough street. I, I came from a family that you know my father was was a was a big heroin dealer in uh in the Bland Project. In, you know in in, in Flushing, Flushing Queens, and um yes, you know so so I seen all. <laughs> All of the stuff that 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 cats might write about, I grew up amongst that. Man. You know, that, that's kind of why I don't even really stress any of that. Like, that's I'm not gonna put you in line for for none of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just to say it. But but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, like me being down south, you know, I I learned how to play tennis because I grew up playing handball. You know what I'm saying? Like like I I never played <laughs> tennis in my life, and so you know in gym. You know, in gym, you like play a week or two of everything. So when tennis came, I, I was killing kids. I'm, I'm, I'm placing the ball and all of this. And it just so happened that my gym teacher was, was a tennis coach. He was like, oh, so you play. And I'm like, I never played in my life. But I grew up playing handball. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the aesthetics were the same. You know what I'm saying? You put yeah. top spin, you chop the ball. You know what I'm saying? You plant, you're trying to place it where they're not. You know, simple. Yeah. But... Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, but but me with a racket. First, the first year I did that in gym, the coach was like, "Yo, let me work with you." I was a varsity letterman that year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the high school I would have went to in New York didn't even have a football team, let alone a tennis team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, you know, so uh, it, it introduced me to a whole different dynamic of things that I wasn't even available. I was a, mm. you know, I was a fresh year fun kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I was, you know, I was a real project kid. You That's know what I'm saying? I was flipping off. Flipping oh, off the God. fence on the pissy mattresses and shit. you know, like Man. I was, I was one of those kids. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it introduced uh, yeah. me to a lot. So, with me as an MC today, like you know, I, I, I take all of that, you know, and you know, and and, and put it to music, which which I've always loved. And we have returned music by DJ Honky Wonky. Dress of Black Sheep is in the building here tonight. Or should I say the Zoom? This is the Ryan Show FM, where we do our best not to curse, but fail miserably time in and <laughs> time out. Every time. Every fucking time. <laughs> oh, come on. It's good that we got a good editor for this. Come on. FCC loves us here. Dress of Black Sheep is here. And real quick, Dress. Before we get into anything, let's plug the Instagram. That's what the kids are doing these days. They're driving around on their IGs. That's what's up. Well, y'all make sure y'all give me a shout. I'm at Black Sheep Dress, D-R-E-S, Black Sheep Dress on IG. And if, if you happen uh, to feel like, you know, you got a lot to say, catch me at Twitter at Dress Black Sheep. So there you go. Follow the man. 
Oh, Solid you know what as well? If if you happen to not know, I, I've released some pretty cool independent projects over the years. Um, some solo albums that you might not be aware of. Slide by poolofgenius.com. Poolofgenius.com. There's some solo projects that I put out like AWM, uh, From the Pool of Black Genius, Short Shot Redemption. I actually did an album with Jerobi uh, under the moniker Evertan, which is native spelled backwards. So if you slide by Pool of Genius, nice. You can pick up some of that stuff. There's merch. Uh, there's also videos. And um, yeah, you stay in the loop. I would say that as a collective, the native tongues could be the greatest of all time. Like, I don't know uh, if there's a better collective ever. And not just hip hop, in the history of music. So if there were to be some type of versus, which is just for fun, right? It's not like it's like a real competition or whatnot. Right. Who do you guys think would even be able to, to go against those guys? Against yourselves, I guess I should say. The crew, our crew, I, that would be so dope! Wow, yeah. that's we should present that as a collective, um, right? Right, yeah, like maybe like um, I don't know, like because you know what, like I'm thinking, like, do we, do you place it against somebody that's that's kind of in the vein of it, or you know, like, could you do a Wu Tang, or you know, what I'm saying, or could you? you it know, almost. It has to be Wu Tang, like the whole collective of Wu Tang, like though, like right, all right, the different right, right, family members. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Or, or you know, like um, what's uh, what's uh, the Hit Squad? You know, what I'm saying yep. um, yep. you know, like 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 some stuff like that would be dope. That would be dope. That would. Hey, look. Hopefully, this video might go viral. We'll see. Right? Yeah. Let's that make it happen. Let's make it happen. Somebody their ass. <laughs> yeah. Let's press. Let's press whoever <laughs> the powers that be. Yo, right. Yo, right. Mister, Mister Cheeks. My cousin said, "Yo, Daza Fex." My cousin said Daz Effects and Black Sheep. Crazy. Oh, man. Ooh. Yo, that's one of my favorite sets. Like, I, I do a lot of shows with Daz, and it's my word. Like, like those are some of my favorite shows. Like, like, like that, 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 that's us and them is a nice set. You know what I'm saying? Like, cats, cats get a nice piece of hip hop. When, whenever I do a show with Daz, I, I really so like dope. them. Good dudes. They really are great. I love Daz Effects. But I always wondered. When it comes to the native tongues, like, how did that all come to fruition? Like, how did you guys all end up getting together? What's the story behind it? Um, to those that don't know, really quick, like, to the people that are just tuning in right now and don't know because they're younger, oops, and don't realize who Black Sheep is connected to, we're talking Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest. I mean... Only Love, uh, uh, Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. You know, mm -hmm. and, and and there's definitely you know off, off, offspring you know and and offshoots to say like you know like the, like black stars of is a native common is native you know um things of that nature but just to say like back when I was meeting cats you know like um it was all really mm -hmm. kind of the catalyst of I think the Jungle Brothers and it's yes. dope because just a, a real quick you know from my perspective I can give you real quick from my perspective. Uh -huh. I was in Carolina, my senior year of high school. My man had had, had turntables and um and, and mics at his crib. So literally every day after school, every single day after school, I met my man Stan's crib and we cut in and just making tapes just for the hell of it. We ain't we in Carolina, ain't no way to send it. We just we just doing it because we both from New York and you know, and his mom would let us smoke and drink in a crib. So <laughs> drinking our little 40s, smoking our blunts, making tapes, cutting. Long, who was shorty doo-wop at the time was in middle school and he would come to the house when after he came home from school, he would come over to my man Stan's house. He didn't drink or smoke, but he was our little man. So he'd jump on the turntables and this is my word, 
he was like a prodigy. Like he was amazing. Like like so nimble, quick, and and very precise. So literally every day my senior year, that's who I'm seeing. Like you know, we just hanging. Like long is just it, like our little brother. He don't drink or smoke, but me and Stan, you know, we got chicks coming through and rhyming. You know, every day just making tapes and bugging out. Now um, there was a show that was coming up in Raleigh, so we decided we going. The show was the Real Roxanne versus Sparky D. And um, mm. we get there, and it's at the Coliseum in Raleigh. This cat named Craze from the Bronx was on top of it. Now, we was cool with Craze. So when we get there, he, know, he knows Shorty Doo-Wop is dumb nice long. He knows he's dumb nice. So when we get there and, and, and arena's packed, you know, before the show starts, we talk Craze and letting Long get on the turntables. So long as on the turntables, he's so small, he has to stand on the milk crate to be able to stand over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's, I know the that's feeling. Small he was. Sounds you know like saying? Ryan. Yeah, I'm a, I got one under me right now. <laughs> he proceeds to kill it. Like literally the whole arena is bugging. You know what I'm saying? So everybody that's coming down for the show is peeping it. So Red Alert peeps it. Red Alert was hosting. So Red peeps it and it's like, you know, like, you know, like, yo, you know, who's shorty? So, you know, like we start talking to Red and, and it's like, you know, like, yo, you know, Long's like, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, but I live down here, but I'm back in New York every summer. So Red gives him a number. And that summer when Long came up, he gets up with Red. I wasn't with him. He, he comes up, he gets with Red. Red takes him around, you know, to the Jungle Brothers studio sessions while they're making their first album. You know what I'm saying? So he's around them. He, he meets all of them at that time. So when me and Long wind up hooking up later, he was already kind of entrenched for a few summers with the fellas. With them. Right. So when I get introduced to them, you know, saying like I let Long start living with me because he kind of when he finished school, he came up and he wasn't really situated how he should have been. And I had just got my first apartment and he was like my little man that I knew for every day from a year in, in high school. So I'm like, yo, I just got a spot. You know, you can crash with me and you know, until you get situated. It's all good. So. I had just came out of a bunch of trouble. I wasn't trying to take him to some of the places I was coming from. So I started hanging with him, going to the studio. And we go in the studio, we're going to Calliope. And, you know, it's Dayla in the studio, it's Jungle in the studio, and it's, and it's, it's Tribe before they had their first album out. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, there's other cast, there's Chicks, you know, it's wow. like, okay, like this is where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? And so we start bonding, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, like, like, I guess I was kind of cool to cast that I didn't want nothing. You know how sometimes, everybody, you know, people expect you to kind of want something. I was just kind of cool, cool with being in the room. And like, I knew who, who everybody was. I, like, I thought everybody was dope before I even met them. Mm-hmm. And, and so I get a chance to be around Tribe while they working on their first album. And we all just getting mad cool. And so Tribe's album, first album comes out. And, you know, like we're, we're taking it all in from our perspective. I, I meet Red. Red, you know, takes a liking to me. I'm running around. 100 clubs with red, you know what I'm saying? Just me and red. And um, that must so, have been insane back in the day to be that close yo, it, to a guy insane. that had that much like power yeah. essentially to be yo, able to insane fly. man. Like, I use my word, like I was one of the last cats in that in the door, so I, so I knew what it was worth, you know what I'm saying? Like I was just blown away to be in the presence of these cats, but let alone to be learning from them and this that, and the other. So eventually, it breaks down to like me saying along, like, look, man, you know, like. I know you dumb nice. Like I know I could, I could, I know I could rhyme. Like long knew I could, you know, I was nice. I could rhyme, but I hadn't tried to rhyme the whole time I was around cats. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just something I did to sit my senior year of high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, like let's put something together. I, t- I take long to a pawn shop. I pawn my jewelry. I give him half the money in the pawn shop, 
And I'm like, yo, let's go make a demo, man. Like we around these cats every day. Like let's show them what we could do. And um, that's what we proceed to do. We go, we book a session, a couple of sessions, uh, make a demo and give copies to everybody. You know what I'm saying? The groups, give the red, everybody. And everybody's blown away like, oh shit. So Red makes some calls on our behalf. He has Dave Funkenklein do it. God bless that. Just say, um, so Funk was a dope cat. And so they call a bunch of labels on our behalf. And we take a bunch of meetings and, um, you know, kind of had to do a little bit of weeding and wind up going with, uh, with, with Polygram. And did you guys already come up before you had signed a label? You already established yourselves as Black Sheep and come up with the name or? Yeah. Um, like, like, like at, at when we, when we, uh, first when we first got the deal it was kind of dope when we first first got the deal you know like we hadn't recorded anything yet um there was a night at mars this club called mars in the meatpacking district in, in in manhattan dope dope spot four levels different music on each floor um the native tongue had, had a night at, at mars and so um me and long they let me and long have one of the floors you know for the, for the native tongue night Yo, we, you know, we bodied it. So to the degree that uh, Yuki, I think his name was, uh, the cat that, that ran, that owned it, Mars, wanted to hire us. So before that, so when we first started working on the album, we, we had a weekly gig as the hip hop DJs at Mars. And it was the second floor. And this is my word, we established such a dope following, like, like, like our floor every week was jam, packed like 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 so much to the degree and i and i i, I tell a story but I, it sounds like i'm almost saying you know like trying to trying to shit on them a little bit but i'm definitely not like 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 it was almost like it kind of was an arrival for us the, the night that um like you know like that they, they would hire big djs to do the premiere floor second floor was us with hip-hop third floor was um reggae no house and then and then the roof was reggae and um and and it's my word. Every week we had a jam. So one 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 week they had uh, Clark Kent rocking the um the, the premiere floor. The premiere. Yeah. So you know we're on the second floor, and it's my word. Like it's so our, our, our floor is just crazy rocking. It's so fucking um crowded that you know like for me to get through is like you know me just pushing people. This is it's jam packed. And I'm knowing the I'm knowing the whole club's got to be crazy because our floor is so crazy. And um, I'm like, yo, Long, I'll, I'll be right back. I, you know, I'm leaving the booth. I'm like, yo, I'll be right back. I just want to take a look around the club. Yo, I, I pushed through the crowd and I go downstairs to the premiere floor. This is my word. It was two people on the dance floor. And, and Clark was, you know, in the booth. You know, I, I went, you know, introduced myself to Clark, this and the other. And, you know, and, and this is not to take anything away from, like, like just to say, like, we were the weekly DJs. Everybody, you know, cats will come in every week because we had yeah. established that. But to see that next to someone that we admired and you know like like it was almost like an arrival within us we were like yo like cats are feeling us you know saying um so that's just to before say, the days of followers that's it you got you know that recognition right there you saw right. what you the the movement what that you created right. exactly right you know what i'm saying and, and we Incredible. took that into us starting the the, the album you know what I'm saying like we felt you know we were feeling good we felt like we were capable and we're coming from a crew that's really dynamic and just dope, you know what I'm saying? And um, and we were able to find our voice amidst that. 
you know what I'm saying, which isn't easy as well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, to be amongst some cats that are so dope and not sound like any of them is, you know, like, you definitely got to... one of the craziest parts. And that's why I, I asked you, like, who was it that was behind the scenes with you to, like, come up with your own sound amidst all of those greats? And all of you guys do have your own sound. Yep. Everyone that was a part of that entire collective has their own sound. Big time. And, you know, it was so dope. Like, and, you know, I, 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 I salute Long, like, to a, a huge degree that when Long came to, to live with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had just came back. He had, he finished, he had finished high school. He came up to New York. So on a random, on a random, we passed each other on a Manhattan street and he wasn't really situated. So that I invite him to come up to the Bronx and crash with me. Now, when he comes, he's bringing his turntables, got records. And when he puts the records down, he's got, he'll put maybe three records in his pile, maybe four records in his pile, maybe two records in his pile, maybe six records in his pile. And then all the rest of his records over there. And so eventually I'm like, you know, like, yo, what's these records right here? He puts one up from the pile and he plays. He's like, you know, like this bass, you know, do do whatever. And then he puts up a record under it with this drum. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm hearing now, I'm like, okay, with this horn, then that, you know what I'm saying? So we didn't even have equipment. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. I wasn't sure if it was you on the horn. Huh? <laughs> I, I, I did a little bit of digging. I, I found out that you uh, play the trumpet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I heard that sample and i was just wondering like is that him maybe that did the sample for that job <laughs> I, I i played on, on a joint uh, on, on a couple of joints but I, um nothing that nothing on the black sheep side though i, I, did, I did a joint I, I did an rb album for this group called image when i did the legion and i played on one of their joints but i'm um, just saying but you know but but long already had little piles that reflected songs that are on a, a wolf in sheep's clothing you know what I'm saying like like those piles were records that we that we went on to make, you know what I'm saying? And and this is my word, like we didn't have equipment, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's how much of a DJ he was that he was pulling, hearing it in his head and, and creating pops so that when we did get to the place, he was he was already there. He was there way before we got there. You know what I'm saying? He he was there before the technology was available to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 he was really a sharp cat. And um wow. you know it was unfortunate that we kind of wound up going our own way, but you know, things kind of happen sometimes in life, but I, I had expected to see more of a presence from him on his own as far as producing. Cause he, he's really that dynamic. He, he's, he's a dope producer. It's one of the greatest albums in hip hop history. Oh, peace, man. Right. I mean, seriously though, like track for track today, I went back and listened to the entire thing, all 22 tracks, the skits, everything like just such a well put together Composition An album, like a work, album. yeah, but yeah, compete, yeah. That's space. That, that's yo, just it, like how I felt when we finished the Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Like that's how I feel about the project that's coming. Like you know, like like I don't know what I what I did, but I know I did something with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel yeah. I feel good about. It. Like I can't yep. wait for people to hear it because it, it's empowering. It's a feel good project. You know what I'm saying? Cats are gonna walk away from it. They 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 they're gonna. They, it's almost gonna be like you put on some headphones and you sat on, on, on a subway, <laughs> and uh, you know, and and took nice. the train to to Europe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just gonna take you somewhere else. I right. cannot wait to hear it. And with the names that you mentioned and the fact that it's a Jay Dilla yeah, collaboration, yo, what? Yo, man, crazy. Like, Afro, I got Afro on there. I got Lil D. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, Afro, like, all flows get... reach out. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yo, that's my dude. That's one of my good buddies. He's yeah, a kid. Yeah, and he's Yo, he's nasty. Love man. Afro. Yeah, he's and Lil D too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, I put rap. them together on a joint. Like, you know, like everything was so And just they could well both wrap their ass off. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely. Yeah, that is definitely the. Uh... That is definitely going to be something to look forward to. For any hip-hop fans out there that are listening, something to uh, anticipate. So I do have, like, so many questions, but we only have so much time on this program. Like, I feel like you're one of those guys I get to speak to you for a long, long time because your knowledge of music and your history, your family history of music, too. Like, the more I keep reading up on you and your family, I just keep getting more and more blown away. So now your son is Honor Titus? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, he just he just uh he was at the house early. He just he just left he just left a couple hours ago. Um yeah, he's in he lives in California now, but yeah, man, that's 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 my middle son. Your middle son, and that's a, a he's in a whole nother genre of music. And it's and, amazing. And yo, yeah. he's really doing his thing right now. Hey, chip off the old block. I got a chance to open for them, man. That, they, yo, that was one of the most that was one of the most proud, happy moments in my entire life. Had man. To be. <laughs> yo. Word up. It was, I think it was in Providence. Word up. Yo, packed. Spot was packed. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I opened. You know what I'm saying? And they came out and Oop. killed it. Like, I was that so awesome. proud. Like, I was just so proud, man. Great. Yeah, man, my son, Honor, he's he's in a punk rock group called Cerebral Ballsy. But, you know, but... Cerebral Ballsy is a great name, too, man. That's yo, not having yeah, cracking yeah, up. Yeah, they're dope. They're dope. But he's put that on pause. Got flown to, like, a paint house, like, in Milan took some painting lessons for like uh like a year or whatever and uh now he's painting and he actually has an art exhibit in new york got flown he's in new york right now for, for a, a show that's being put on on thursday uh the new york times has written about him and like as far as his painting like he's equally as talented a painter as he is a lead singer for cerebral ballsy like he he's literally selling paintings for five figures it's a renaissance you know what I'm saying? man that's Yo, crazy true like 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 i'm yeah and, and, he, and he really is like he's one of the most well-read and just like like just just who he is as a person is just so he's an amazing kid man that it, that he's my son is amazing sometimes i sit down and just have a conversation with him and it's like you know like i'm just blown away that you know like that that, that that's my son great that's kid incredible stuff man Hopefully, right. uh, our kid, Hams Dave, if, if he realizes and discovers who his kids out there are, hopefully yeah. they announce something. <laughs> <laughs> and yo, and I also hear that your uncle is the Puerto Rican icon. I don't want to butcher his How do I say it? What's his name? Ismael Rivera. Ismael Rivera. Now, that's like a, to those that are Puerto Rican, they, those that know, no. That's like yeah. a big time connection. So how exactly are you related to him? He, that's actually my father's cousin. Your father's cousin. Wow. See, but but you know, like in, in, especially in, in, in black and Spanish families, um, you know, like you really don't have too many cousins that's older than you. Everybody that's that's much older than you, that's your cousin or second cousin, becomes your uncle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, I know how it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, like he's you know, my father's age, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like, you know, I'm gonna be like, you know, like, yeah, that's my second cousin or third cousin or whatever. Like, but, that, but that's my father's cousin. And, you know, like, and I grew up when I was young, I would go to Puerto Rico a lot and spend time, you know, with, with, with the family. And, um, you know, and, yo, he's, he's like the Puerto Rican biggie. Like, like nice. I, you go to, you go to gift shops or music stores or just, um, uh, tourist spots where they sell t-shirts 
and you'll and you'll see a t-shirt of them pretty much in all of them you know what I'm saying like 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 this it's rare that i'll go into a spot that sells t-shirts in puerto rico and i don't see one of ismael rivera yeah, um like he's got murals all over the walls like like he, he did what they call street music and you know like he spoke to the plight of the people you know what I'm saying and um and he has a son he has junior who's also a, a salsario and amazing as well who i get with when i go to puerto rico and, and he's just mad cool as well and he's literally all over the world performing <laughs> in his father's footsteps and you know like you know and it's bug when people you know when i tell people like you know like that's you know fam my family like it, 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 he 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 really is royalty. Like like I said, he's literally Biggie. Did that motivate you, know? you in any way? <laughs> Being a kid and knowing that was family. Um, not to that degree because I, I think later in life I, I appreciated that more. When I was young, I, I think I didn't I, I didn't really get the scope of who he was mm -hmm. when I was young. You know, what I'm saying I just knew that you know he sung. You know, what I'm saying but. It was only later that where I was able to see what people, how people reacted to who he was, you know what I'm saying? But when I was young, I was too close to, to it to see it, you know, like I, I had no idea. It was just normal to you. Yeah, that's just, that's what you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, like, and, and, and I didn't spend time like that. Like, you know, like maybe every third summer I went to Puerto Rico, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like that, but, you know, but at, when I got older, you know, I was blown away. And then when I'm, was going to Puerto Rico on my own or, you know, taking my family and stuff like that. Now I'm like, wow. Like, you know, like just, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, like me and his son, you know, I go to Puerto Rico, you know, I, I get up with him and, you know, like now it's like, wow. Like, you know, like I, now I, it, it, it is such a empowering thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it makes me feel like, you know, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? It, yeah. it runs in the blood. You keep it, and, and even like the content, like you said, like you're you're helping. A lot of music doesn't make you better to listen to. I mean, some. I guess I understand the point of some music that has like violent lyrics. It's supposed to get you like hyped up or whatever. But I feel like your music is uh, is just benefiting mankind, right? When you're just like spreading good consciousness, good vibrations. It's a beautiful thing. You don't have to like be talking about any that crazy stuff. So, real talk, you know. And that's my word. And 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 you know, like. That's definitely it, that 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 part of me really got confirmed with my affiliation with Native. You know what I'm saying? Because like like they really showed me, like I said, I came in, I was one of the last ones in the room. So I had already peeped how dope they were and what they were doing and how empowering it was that, you know, I knew I knew I couldn't do it how they did it, but I also knew I had to do what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I, I it wasn't for me to run behind what they were doing. I had to say it in my own way and, and find my own voice to be able to kind of do what they're doing. And, and you know, like, and the fact that those cats are hilarious. We love to be around each other and like, like um, just they're mad creative. Like they inspired me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember spending many a day, like, you know, in Washington Square Park or, you know what I'm saying? Like, like or in just in Calliope, like, you know what I'm saying? Just, just finding my own voice, writing, just writing, right? Like, I've got tons and tons of of books that you know, um, I felt it was important to be able to, like, a, like Dela, you know, kind of taught me how to say things without saying them blatantly. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying like, like, 
like which which all of the natives are big on you know like nobody really stands on a soapbox and preaches yeah but all of them tell you things that that you know sit tidbits yep. you, sh- you should retain you know what i'm saying and um you know so you know that that was that was the school that 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 was like a, a master's class you know real poets like you don't real, see real. poets hopping on the soapbox preaching like you said it's like you can just put so much more impact or you can put just as much impact just by the choice of words you use. Real, real talk. Yep. Real talk. And, and I've always been, a, you know, big on words. Um, one of my favorite albums is uh, Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life, which, you know, as a kid, like I remember sitting on a linoleum floor in the living room and learning it was a double album. I learned every single word on both albums, front and back. It had had a booklet with all the words as well, which you know, make, so I can yeah. see it. And like I even learned like Spanish and Swahili song, you know, what I'm saying like like, but but that it was Stevie Wonder. It introduced me to the power of words, and this is before hip hop. So you know, so so when I started writing, you know, what I'm saying like, I I was also grounded in that, you know, what I'm saying whereas I had an understanding of of words being powerful and and their ability to make you feel big or strong or or loved you know what I'm saying or you know what I'm saying yeah. that, which also means it can make you feel a lot of other things you know what I'm saying so I never I never let that escape me you know what I'm saying like I, I I never felt like I had to talk about what I was wearing or what I was driving or you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna put you in line for one of my vices you know what I'm saying like yeah. I, 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 yeah. you know like it was it was definitely a methodical uh, aspect of all of the native tongue things, even the whimsical stuff was stuff that was well thought out. You know what I'm saying? I wonder if there is like a group that we can, I'm thinking if there's any artist that is creating something similar in this day and age, that's of the younger generations. Mm. There's some cats out of Jacksonville, Florida that Jacksonville, (laughs) Florida is a, is, is a, is a, is a, uh, on a low is a mecca for hip hop. On a low, wow. um, yeah, for real. This is cat. Yeah, I never thinking. heard that. Yeah, yo, this is my word. Um, this brother that passed away by the name of Peyton Locke it was an amazing producer and MC and DJ. Um, but I had met this. I had a show in Jacksonville, and the, the cat that opens up was killing it. And I'm in the back, and I hear what was an obvious Charlie Brown. Um, chop and like he killed killed nice. a, a, a a charlie brown chop so i came out and it was this kid named tough junkie remember this kid's name tough junkie and like literally like killed it and and when i came out to rock i brought him back out because i was like yo jacksonville this is what y'all doing like you know like y'all are amazing like he was a local artist i was like y'all are amazing out here so me and him kind of hit it off and he started introducing me to cats around him and all of them cats are oh. dead nice, man. Arson, uh, man, uh, Peyton Peyton was like, you know, like a like a mentor to him. Willie Evans Jr. Um, yo, man, like like they've they they're very native in 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 what they're saying and in, in their beat in their beat production ability. Um there's some dope cats. Definitely stay on the lookout for Jacksonville, Florida. My man, tough junkie, man. For tough real, for junkie. Dope. Google yeah. him. Instagram yeah. him. Yo, this is my work. Yeah, yeah. Check out Tough Junkie. And this is my, and he's definitely his own person too. He wears pajamas most of the time. Why wouldn't you know he? <laughs> it's very comfortable. 
Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so does Mr. No matter, Cheeks, honestly. Mr. No Cheeks is often in, in pajamas. <laughs> he's going to be in pajamas, you know what I'm saying? And, and he's dope. He's really dope. I think the last time, the last three times we've seen Cheeks perform, he has donned pajamas. <laughs> All right. It works, though. It works. Yeah, especially yo, you, yo. You're doing the Lost Boys dance. like. Yo, Cheeks is so fun, man. This is my word, man. I, yeah. I, yo, you can't, you can't help but have a good time hanging out with Cheeks, man. Oh, he's Where the best. Like, he's the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the yeah. best. He's at a party right now as we speak. He I'm still sure. shows up. He still shows up <laughs> while we're at the party. And we're actually going to be taking this party yeah, clubhouse. I'm in, I'm in the building. I'm in the I'm listening to you know, this. I ain't know. Right. My, I don't even know my up. mic be on because it be telling the hard stories. I'll be like, and Dress always have a good time. Yo, always, you know right? Us, always, man. man. Word up. We get somewhere. We're going to talk back to you and start laughing. Dress, are you on clubhouse? Come on, man. Um, Oh, yeah, but I, you know what? I I, I, I I went into a few rooms early, kind of got the hang of it a little bit, but I really don't go in much because it, I mean it just I don't know, like I don't know. Like I had seen a meme that kind of summed it up a little bit to me. It was like, you know, two people that aren't millionaires are like, yo, let's go on Clubhouse and talk about how to be a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? It was like <laughs> it's like you almost yeah, kind of get that. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah, I, I I could get into it as well. Yes, but on that note, I guess that's where we're heading because there's the DJ Unique <laughs> welcome party. We just did the Miss Cheese welcome party. So so this is what I thought was cool about Clubhouse. Like if you're going there to try to learn something from people that aren't millionaires because they wouldn't be giving away this information for free on Clubhouse, they're either consultants that are getting paid thousands of dollars or they have some type of self help program that people are probably paying for. But the other night was awesome. Because people that had listened to Cheeks for years all came in and paid homage. So I was oh, I was in charge of hosting the night. They'll whatever. go crazy if you get a page, Jess. They'll, they'll go, but... Huh? Did you do the I'm, welcome party? Come over tonight. Come to DJ um, Unique. I mean, come to DJ Unique little clubhouse for a little while. Well, it, it all they want to know is what's up I, with your mom. I, I, I'll come hang out, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll come hang out. You know, it's, it's so good. We won't, we won't hold you to it. It's all right. We definitely won't hold you to it. Don't get twisted. No. Depending on who's speaking, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I did hear some powerful stuff from some people that I did want to hear some powerful stuff from. You know what I'm saying? But there's you know so what, much in between it. You know Yo, what I'm saying? Yo, Dress. What up? They got the Legends Lounge. Yeah? They got the Legends Lounge, man. Uh, Hell you know yeah. What? I'm, I'm DJ Scratch. Oh, Scratch, yeah. Third, me. Yeah, I, I, I've been in the yeah. with Scratch. We just be yeah. Scratch be doing his thing. Word. And Scratch be and Scratch be giving some, Come on, some jewels away. Yeah, yeah. Scratch be giving some jewels away. Like I, 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 yeah. I, I mess with Scratch hard, man. That, that's scratch vision radio. I forgot what he calls it. I was in there this morning listening to it. Yo, Scratch is a great dude, <laughs> man. For real. Word. Got a lot of love for Scratch. And just and his level of ability, yo. Yo, Incredible. Scratch is insane. Word. Insane. You know, like, yeah, everyone's like, you'll catch one of his vinyl sets. I mean, his 45 set. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah. Nasty, man. Kid is nasty. Nasty. We could go on and on about these legends and these greats, or you can just find us on Clubhouse. That's where we're going. In fact, this is the intro. Like we say during the normal intro, all good things must come to an end. But we just had to keep going. We have Drez here. So many great stories. Drez, thank you for taking Yo. some time out of your evening to join us. It was great to connect you two pleasure. guys here on Zoom. I want, I want to come back when the project comes back. When, when the project comes out, I want to come back, man. Kick with you. A hundred percent. Any other time, time. Like, come hang on now that we've actually met 
We've got an interview out of the way. You can just come on and hang with us because we do a lot of crazy stuff on this show as well. Yeah, it's not okay, just it's all sound, interviews. Yo, it's, all good. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and let's definitely, we'll make something happen on Clubhouse. Um, uh, yo, Cheeks should have my number. If not, I get a five two. Where y'all based at? I'm in you. Drez, we are universal. That's why we have this new space theme. But our time is literally about to get cut out. So really quick, thank you to Drez of Black Sheep. Ari Spears and 917 Rags. Folks, this is the Ryan Show FM. And see what we're doing. We have 